1: Actually, could you bring back up that verse from Revelations? Because there was something that, it was, was Revelations 12, 11. Yep. I know I'm kind of making the team go back. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, that second part was says, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Uh, and I think that kind of leads into what I was thinking of, of talking about today, which is something that changed my life is community. Um, mm-hmm. And so that second part, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die, almost gives me, like, the feeling of, like, Do I love my life so much that I'm not willing to die to myself and say, okay, I'm going to go to a community and be honest about who I am and get help when I need help? Um, So for me, I would say it's changed my life because being at local city and even just being in the church in general, uh, there's times where, you know, you may not necessarily want to be open. There's things going on in your life that it's hard to talk about what you're feeling or the things that are going on, but there's so much freedom in it. And uh, Proverbs 17:17 17, 17 says, uh, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity." Uh, so for me, I see—I look around the room and I see so many friends and people in my life who just spoke to me when I needed it, who are willing to step out and call me out of things that I needed to be called out of, or call me into things that I need to be called into. Um, I remember times that I got coffee with Pastor Ryan very early on, and this is before me and my wife Savannah, right here. You guys can give it up for her, my beautiful wife. There were many times where, like, I was kind of ready to give up very early on. Before we were even, like, I'm looking back at the time, and I'm like, wow, you're going to give up then? Uh, And I remember getting coffee with Pastor Ryan, and I'm expecting him to give me, like, the, I'm like, ah, there's a couple things I want to, like, not do, so if it's cool if I just, like, kind of step back a lot, if that's cool with you. Uh, And I remember I was, you know, Pastor Ryan's such a nice guy, you know, he usually gives you, oh, yeah, of course, you know. And... uh, he was like, no, nah, man, you got to push through. Like, you got to keep going. you got to break through that because God has more for you. He sees more. In, I see more in you. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I remember leaving coffee and being kind of bummed because, like, dang, I can't quit. <laughs> um, but that's the permission that I also gave Pastor Ryan in my life to speak into my life. And that's the same permission that I, that I would encourage you guys to give your pastor, uh, whether you call Pastor Ryan your pastor or whoever wherever church you're from. I encourage you that. You know, the people that you've entrusted your life to, trust them. Trust that what they're trying to relay to you is the truth and that's what they love and that they love you. And if it's sound advice, you know, you know, have multiple counselors. Like don't just come and ask me something, because I'll probably give you a bad answer. <laughs> but, you know, I-, I can just think of the millions of times where I was going through a rough patch in my marriage, I was going through difficult seasons, struggling, and I had friends in the same room who I Called and I said, "Hey, I just I need some advice. I need some help. Um, and community is a two-way street, right? Because there's people in this room that I know that God gave me a word to say, and I just, even though I was nervous, I stepped out and I was like, okay I'll I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but you know, not in a weird way. Like, don't don't be weird about it, <laughs> you know. But like the people that you're friends that are that have entrusted their lives to you, that are telling you something. If God put something on your heart, like tell them, yeah. you know. And I think uh, you know one story this reminds me of in Acts nine is is uh, Paul and Ananias, which is kind of a weird story when you're talking about, like, friendships, because, like, Paul and Ananias definitely weren't friends at the time. Uh, so Paul was Saul at the time. You know, you guys know the story. He's traveling on the road to Damascus. He gets blinded. You know, then he's taken to this place. And then God puts it on Ananias's heart to basically heal Saul of what he's going through. And uh, Ananias' initial reaction isn't like, oh, great, yeah, let me just go over to this guy that kills Christians and be like, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let me help you, bud. Like, no, he's like, are you sure, God, like, you sure you want me to, like, and God's like, yeah, like, go heal him, and so he goes, and the scales fall off, you know, the rest of the story, all becomes Paul, uh, but that doesn't happen if Paul doesn't get into community with Ananias and puts himself in a position where, which, I mean, he had to because he was blind, and how many times in life have we been blinded where we're like, I need somebody to step in, yeah. like, I need somebody to come help me out, I don't even know, and it's like, what I, what I've tried to learn is that there's a part of community where there's going to be times where you're blind, where I felt blinded, and I was like, all right, all right, God, like, I just, somebody's just got to come, and God will always send someone, right? But then I realized at the same time, God, I'm I'm, I'm like maybe five more steps to being blinded. Let me go seek out help now. Like, let me go, if, if you've put me in this community, God, then there's people here who will speak into it, and I don't even have to get to that point. Yeah. So for me, I would just say something that changed my life is just being in a community, being it being a two-way street, telling somebody something and being told something and, and basically being in that community spirit where it's whether it's fellowship, um, just going to the deepest, darkest parts of you and being honest with somebody. And my wife knows I'm a chronic oversharer. She'll nod at that. <laughs> but I, I will like tell you everything. If you ask me my PIN code for my debit card, I'll probably give it to you. Um But you know, that's just I feel like that's where God's put it in my heart. And going back to that verse in they did not. I don't, I don't love my life enough to be like, you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody anything. I'm, I'm going to keep this to myself, you know? How many times have you kind of, like, walked somewhere and, like, you're, you're broken and hurting and somebody asks you, oh, hey, how you? how's everything going? And, like, somebody you're close to, like a friend, somebody who cares about you, who's invested in you, and they're like, hey, how's everything? And you're like, oh, it's great, man. And it's, like, it's the equivalent of walking around with your arm, like, sawed off. And then they're like, oh, hey, how's everything going? Looks like you're kind of beat up. And you're like, oh, no, I'm good yeah, everything's great. No, I'm good. And I realized that I've done that so many times in my life. Where if I just said, hey man, can you like give me a lift to the hospital really quick? I need some help. Can you pray for me? Can you be here for me? They would have more than happily stepped in and spoke over me. So that's my encouragement to you today, church, is to just sometimes it's our pride, sometimes it's our fear of being hurt, maybe being hurt in the past. But I would say community will change your life. Being in a community of people who love you, who you can love as well. It's a two-way street. Uh, that will just do more and more for you. And I I cannot say thank you so much to Pastor Ryan and uh, Local City for giving me this opportunity to speak. And I just want to say thank you to all my friends in this room who have prayed over me, who have called me at night, who I've called, uh, and I'm just very thankful for that. So thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great job, Ben. Come on one more time. Give it up for Ben, everybody. So good. and. It leads me to one of the things that we say here a lot, it's that in life, I don't need faithful friends. I need faith-filled friends. I just don't need friends who will sit around me and just commiserate with me. I need friends who will get around me and convict me to who God's called me to be. One of the things I love about Ben, he's always been so humble and teachable. It's like, yeah, I'll do that. And that would be a thing that I would always encourage is that can change our life is when we've trusted someone, we've trusted Jesus, but we've also trusted people in our life that are faith-filled people, trust how God leads them to lead you and see what he can do in your life. And I'm excited that we got to kind of get a two-parter of the story here today. So Ben's wife is going to share now, and this is Miss Savannah, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Give it up for Savannah as she comes to share. Yes, here we go.
2: Thank you so much, Pastor Ryan. So I just want to start with a question. How many of you have felt in some point in your life that you've asked the question about who am I?
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's one of the biggest things that God has helped me through was learning my identity in Christ, Mm. right? There was a season in my life where I felt so lost. I felt so, so lost. And I felt like almost everybody around me God was using them in some ways, and they were walking in their calling, and they were walking in their purpose, and I felt crippled by fear, and I felt crippled by anxiety, and there was a moment where the Lord had to speak to me, and he was like, Savannah, you're so focused on what I'm doing with everybody else that you can't see what I'm doing with you, and that completely wrecked me, and his word is always true, shortly a year after God places this person in my life that I needed desperately, And she called me out on all my stuff. And she invited me to her church to go on a missions trip. I've never gone on a mission trip. I never knew what that entailed. I didn't know what I was going to have to do. And I was hesitant to say yes. Because, again, I'm crippled by fear and anxiety. I I don't know what these people are going to make me do. Um, And I ended up saying yes. And that, yes, I think was one of the biggest moments that changed my life that I probably wouldn't be here today. I went to that mission trip expecting to give, but what I received was so much more. During that trip, he showed me all that I was capable of doing. I prayed over people. I was translating. My Spanish is okay. And they had me translating and doing all of these things that I finally learned, okay, this makes sense. I'm able to do these things because through him I'm able to do all things. Now, this was a big changing moment for me. But if I'm honest with you, this is a daily thing. There are moments where I've stepped up on this altar, sung a song, and I've walked to the back and wept because I felt that I wasn't worthy enough. Or that my worship wasn't good enough to lead you guys. And I had to continually walk with the Lord during that season. Why is identity so important? I would say identity is so important because if you don't know who you are in him, the world is going to tell you who you are. The enemy wants you to believe a counterfeit version of yourself. So how do you find your identity? I say these are the three things that really helped me in finding my identity. Number one was setting the Bible. You know why the Bible is so important? Because it teaches you who he is. Number two, it's believing in who God says you are. Number three, I would say it was same thing, community and the church. Why is community and church so important? If I never received that invitation from someone to walk into community, to walk into a church, I don't think I would be here today. And each and every single of us have a purpose within us that is going to launch us to what God has us for. In Matthew 4, that chapter is talking about Jesus in the wilderness. And when I read that chapter, I always read it as, okay, this is when Jesus is being tempted, okay, but one of the big moments that the enemy Satan says in the beginning of that verse or that chapter, he goes, if you are the son of God. Even Satan, he tried to take the identity of God or try to question Jesus' identity in that moment. And if, if Satan can do that to Jesus, he can certainly do it to us. And so we can learn by reading that passage that how it is to defeat the enemy and how it is to fight those lies all of the lies that he tries to tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough. Walking in your identity is so important because it allows you to have the awareness, to have the confidence, to have the self-esteem, to do all of the things that he's called you to do. Yeah. Why is it so important? There are people that only you can touch. There are only things that you can do. There's a purpose that's inside of each and every single one of us. That's why your identity is so important. You have to lean in into who he is. It's not just one big moment that changes your life. Yes, it happened to me, but that's a daily thing. You have to lay your life and say, Jesus, I am all because of you. Through you, I am all. And there's a verse that I wanted to end really quickly as encouragement that really just kind of goes over what what happened with me in that story of of just feeling lost and just feeling empty and, and forgotten and unseen. Romans twelve four through 5, and it says, Just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we are many who form one body. Each member belongs to all the others as part of the body. You are set apart and you have a unique purpose within the body of believers. I want to read that last part again. As part of the body, you are set apart. You have a unique purpose within the body of believers. This is always encouragement for me because though God has called all these amazing people around me, there's something within me too. and There's something within you as well. So lean into your identity in Christ today. Maybe you don't know who you are. Get into the word. Get into community. And I promise you that he's going to place people in your path that you're going to be able to launch onto what they've been called to do or that you've been called to do.
0: Amen. 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 Yeah. Come on, Savannah. That's awesome. Yes. Love it. So good. So great. And I'm telling you, I've seen that. I've seen what God has spoken into Savannah's life. I've seen that lived out here through your worship leading. And it is one of those things of not only to know who God has said you are, but to actually begin to live that way and silence those voices in your life that may say all the other stuff, but you say, you know what, God, if you've said this, I'm just going to believe it. If this is what you've said my identity is, I'm going to live like what you say is true and real, and every other voice has to bow down to that. And it's been awesome to witness that and to really experience it and be encouraged myself through it being led in worship by you. Awesome. So the power of community, the power of identity. And as we begin to close out here with our third testimony, would you give it up for Mr. Ryan Kavanaugh as he comes to share? Yes. Good
3: morning, good morning, everyone. What is good, y'all? It's a privilege to be up here this morning. Uh, I'll tell you what's good is, is these testimonies. Uh, can we just give some honor, where honor's due, to Ben and Savannah up here? You know, when I, fir- when I very first got involved here on the production team a couple years ago, Ben was one of the guys that really kind of took me under his wing and spent some time with me one-on-one to uh, teach me how to do some EQing and soundboard-style work, and I ended up loving every minute of it. Um, so we need people like you, and in these stories to pour in others. There's such purpose in it. Um, But it's a privilege to be up here sharing a piece of my testimony with you today that can definitely be challenging to talk about, but I think there's a lot of purpose in it and power in it. So God's really put it on my heart to share it with you. And I think it comes at a good time. Uh, We're just stepping away from Mental Health Awareness Month and coming up to Father's Day, I kind of wanted to share a a little bit of a struggle with with, between myself and my earthly father. Um, We definitely haven't always had the greatest relationship uh, from the age of about 10 or so forward, um, I really watched him struggle with, with a really dark fight with alcoholism, um, and it was, it was a very inconsistent fight, uh, one that definitely made for a challenging family dynamic. Um, and, and growing up, this is not a terribly uncommon story, and, and I think it's part of why a lot of us struggle in our faith as youth. Uh, when, when we feel as if we can't trust the earthly father, the one we can see, how are we supposed to step in with the heavenly father? And it creates difficulty there and it definitely created difficulty for me early on in in trying to navigate my faith and my relationship with christ um that that's for another another message though (laughs) um but anyways so i had watched him struggle with this for years and years and years and it definitely put a wedge in our relationship and towards the end of of last year the latter half of 2022 there was a season where uh my father was he was relapsing more frequently than usual and it was concerning, very concerning for my family and I, just for his well-being. Um, a lot of time spent in prayer over him. Um, and in, in a moment of weakness, the enemy was able to plant a seed um, and really get to him. And in that moment of weakness, my dad decided he didn't want to be here anymore. And he made an attempt on his life. Um, and it was, it was earth shattering, uh, the repercussions and, and that circumstance and that scenario Um, God is good. Even when we lose hope, God does not. Uh, He's the same God he was. We see from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from day one, today, now, and forever, he is the same God. And he did not lose hope on my father and our family. Uh, My father did not die. Thank God. Um, I thank him for it every day. And one one of the deeper moments between us as a father and son relationship happened in the hospital uh, right after his attempt, and I prayed with my dad for the first time ever, um, and, and that was, it was a hard moment, but it was a powerful moment, and it wasn't a prayer of, God, God grant him the strength to, to take control of this situation. It was the opposite. It was a prayer of surrender. Yeah. God, this is your battle. You have all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, God. This is your fight, not ours, not ours, And there's a verse that that I've always leaned into um, through seasons like this from the very introduction of the book of James. And I would encourage you, the book of James in the Bible is like that friend that's just going to tell you what it is. And and in the very beginning, uh, chapter one, verse two is, uh, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Let it grow, local city church. And that's something that's been really heavy on my heart. And and a quote I heard a while back that I've really kept near and dear to my heart and tried to share share with others through their hardship is, and this ain't in your notes, but I need you to write it down for me because this is some smooth jazz I'm about to hit you with. But but, uh, the things that feel as if they're drowning us are really teaching us how to swim. The things that feel as if they're drowning us are teaching us how to swim. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, we, we actually see him say that. In through the rivers, you will not drown. Through the fire, you will not be consumed by flame. And that's just God's faithfulness. And through that difficult season of of navigating this with my father, I I really, like Ben, in difficult seasons, I really leaned into community. I had been attending a circle here called Recovery Through Faith that was a big impact on my life. And and through this challenge, I didn't know what to do. So I did the only thing that I could think to do is, fellas, I need prayer. This ain't in my hands. And I need need the prayer of my, again, not faithful, but faith-filled friends. I need that power right now, guys, and, and they, they really covered me in prayer. They were checking in on me even when I wanted to be isolated and alone. They were checking in on me, and, and they have helped me um, dissuade those lies that are planted in our head, and we need those voices in our lives. Um, Real quick, a couple weeks ago, I met with a guy uh, after this scenario had all happened. He's someone further along in life and who has just taken the time and his effort to pour into me to try to help me grow my confidence to do things exactly like I'm doing right now. And I was sharing with him some doubts. I was sharing with him some concerns. He stops me, interrupts my sentence, looks me dead in the eyes, and he said, Ryan, who told you you were naked? He's talking about the book of Genesis. When Eve eats the apple or the fruit and they're they're ashamed by their nakedness and God says, "Who told you you were naked?" Cuz those lies, those doubts that I was confessing to this man, they did not come from my God. And we need those faithful voices in our lives to dispute those lies. And in closing, if I could just take a minute here to get really excited about how good God's faithfulness is, uh, my dad's here today. <laughs> my dad's here today. And, um, and when, when I, I called my dad about a week ago and, and told him, listen, God's put this on my heart. I don't know how you feel about me sharing all this, but I, obviously I want you to be okay with it. And he said, Ryan, if, if our story, if this testimony has even an ounce of hope of helping someone else, we need to do this. Thank you.
0: Come on, everybody. That's powerful. Thank you guys so much. One more time. As you stand to your feet, would you give a, another shout of praise to those who gave their testimony today? Come on. so good. And it's hard to do that. And what I would encourage you with today, as I read earlier from Psalm 23, if you'll just remain in kind of this attitude of focus and prayer, and the band's going to begin to play behind me as we get ready to close service. You know, I read Psalm 23 earlier and talked about how God's prepared a table. And what in all of those instances, what you heard was how God had prepared a community to change someone's life, how God had already prepared an identity for someone to live from and how God had prepared a trust and faith with something that was so difficult, the battle that was so overwhelming and it changed their life forever and God had prepared for it to happen. All it took, is what Ryan said at the end, all it took, they all said it really, was a simple yes and at the end of Psalm 23, here's what it says, I love it, it says, surely God, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. here's what I want to encourage you with, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I want one thing for you today, to live. To not live alone, but to find your community, which I believe could be here. I want you to live not against, not submitted to the lies of the world about who you are, but I want you to live in the identity that God has created you with and purpose that God's created with. I want you to live not afraid of the battles of of relationships or issues or inner mental issues that you're dealing with. I want you to live in the victory that Jesus gave you through the cross. And I believe that is just one simple yes away. I'm gonna invite the prayer team up today and maybe one of the stories that was shared with today speaks to you specifically. I don't believe that's on accident. I believe God's trying to speak to you today. I believe he's trying to encourage you and help you. So don't walk out those doors the same way. Come get prayer. Come have a moment where someone can pray for you, just like Ryan was saying, where a filling of faith can change your life, where you can be reminded about who you are and where you're called to be. It all starts with the greatest yes we can say, and that's into a relationship with Jesus. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me as we close this morning? Maybe you're in here today and I want you to know that everything that Ben, Savannah, and Ryan talked about starts from a simple yes, a change of direction into following Jesus for the first time or that rededication to follow him again. And listen, I don't want what God is speaking to you on the inside just to stay on the inside. I want it to come out today and I want to pray for you and pray with you. So you would say, you know what, Ryan, I need to take a step today. Whether that yes is stepping in to for the first time a relationship with Jesus or rededicating your life or saying yes to community or identity again, I want you to take that step today, and I wanna pray with you. And when I count to three, if you'd say, you know what, Ryan, I have a step today. I have a yes to say, and I need to say it this morning. Would you pray for me? With every head bowed and every eye closed, when I count to three, would you raise your hand for me today, and as a sign of what God is doing on the inside, one, two, three. Anyone here today? Yes, I see your hand, and I see yours, and I see yours. Count three, one more time, one, two, three, awesome. Yes, yes. Yes. Awesome, awesome. For the sake of those three or four people that raised their hand and for those of us that do need to pray it today, would you just repeat this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. I take that step. I trust you today. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us on the Local City Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Local City Church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to localcity.church/give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.